Blog Talk Radio. Uh, okay. 
scientists. Launched yeah, nonprofit water testing initiative to test every U.S. city water supply for lead. Oh, it's probably more than just that. These are all half-hour programs that he's got here, but I was I was hoping to see a farmer burger. How about that? Farmer burger. What happens when you buy fast food and free prescription pharmaceuticals? You get farmer burger. And that's the title of episode one of Food Investigations. Oh. Uh, uh, he's he's got half-hour programs here. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, okay, my mother's list to go to. Natural Nudes invest Food Investigations. Yeah, actually, he's got Food Investigations now uh, with Health Ranger, Mike Adams, but it's naturalnews.com, okay? TV.naturalnews. Uh, yeah, and naturalnews.com. Right yep. So, uh, he's very knowledgeable. I didn't realize he was so young. I never saw his picture before. Well, that's a young picture of him. He's, uh, he's a little older than that picture. A little older than that picture. Like me, I'm older than my picture <laughs> by yeah. ten years, but it was a good picture. Well, it happens. You want to be happy about that. A lot of people are. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that, a, that's part of that problem. So let, let's go back to something here, wherever I was. Well, I really like what he does. Yeah, he's he's good. He's the stuff that he unearths—it's just. Oh boy. Um, yeah. The subpoena for a Deutsche Bank may put Mueller on collision course with Trump. But maybe Trump got all his money from Deutsche Bank. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's who loaned him the money. They're saying that they own See, Deutsche Bank laundered uh, Russian money. That's right. That's what they did. They, they got did. away with it. They didn't well, get they, punished. They, no, well, they're, they're going after it now, and they're under investigation now. Right. Uh, but not only by Mueller, but by the uh, uh, finance... What does the European Union think about all that? You don't know. It it really doesn't say. Justice Department Special Counsel, well, you know, Deutsche Bank is one of the Federal Reserve Banks. Oh, okay. As well. I didn't realize that. There's eight private banks. I know Deutsche Mm, is one of them. So maybe they knew. Oh, of course. Justice Department Special Counsel Robert Mueller has reportedly subpoenaed Trump family financial records from the German financial giant uh, Deutsche Bank a move that could signal a major new direction for uh, his inquiry. Deutsche Bank has so far not accommodated or discussed American requests for information about the Trump's account. The German business newspaper, Handelblatt, which first reported the subpoena, quoted a spokesman saying that the bank cooperates with official investigators which would not discuss individual cases. Trump attorney Jay. Sekulow. is that how you pronounce yeah. that? However, said he had confirmed that the news reports that the special counsel had subpoenaed financial records relating to the president are false. White House spokesman Sarah Huckabee Sanders told reporters the stories were completely false. Later in the day, Reuters quoted a U.S. official describing what Wool's team is looking for from Deutsche Bank. Okay, and this is what they said. A U.S. Official with knowledge of Mueller's probe said one reason for the subpoenas was to find out whether Deutsche Bank may have sold some of Trump's mortgages or other loans to to Russian state development bank VEB or other Russian banks that now are under U.S. and European Union sanctions. Holding such debt, particularly if some of it is of it was war, some of it was or is coming due could potentially give Russian banks some leverage over Trump, especially if they are state-owned, said a second U.S. official familiar with the Russian intelligence methods. One obvious question is why Trump and those around him expressed interest in improving relations with Russia as a top foreign policy priority, and whether or not any personal considerations played any part in that. The second official said, speaking on the condition of anonymity. So we don't really know. I thought the Russians directly loaned him money. but through, No, they did everything through, through, this through Deutsche banks, Bank. Through banks and through uh, a couple other uh, Like groups. bought out mortgages yeah. from a they bank. Had, they, had, they had companies, investment companies and stuff like that. that they so used. let me ask you this. 
could Trump conceivably not have known that the Russians bought his debt? No, he knew. Oh, he knew. Well, you think he was glad-handing all these all these bastards over in Russia? Well, I just wondered, if, would he have any control over that if sure Deutsche Bank wanted to sell his mortgages? Well, well, like they in the would, U.S. They would, they basically, they wouldn't. What they're doing is they're, uh, yeah, no, he didn't. In the U.S., when uh, people couldn't even find out which bank held their mortgage, their mortgages were sold without, you know, you don't yeah, have to give. Security, yes, so yeah. maybe he didn't even know for a long time. I, I, I no, because see, they were the, he and uh, and Kushner and Donald Jr. and all those guys, they were begging for money from Russia for for many many years. Yeah, and they and they they got it, you know. Even in 2008, uh, Donald Jr. said we do a lot of business with Russia. 2008, okay, and um, and they financed most of the Trump Tower, you know. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, I saw documentaries, I saw proof, uh, you know, different different articles and things. That <laughs> They're true. You just never know what you're. I don't know. They are true. I don't these, know. Are, these were reported by FBI findings and by government findings and by uh, 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 reporters. Uh, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, met with the head of VEB, uh, Sergei Gorkov, in December in New York City. Kushner was denied to congressional invest has denied to congressional investigators that they had any conversation about loans or business. If Mueller Mueller's team does expand its inquiry into Trump's family banking and financial arrangements. That could put it on a collision course with the president. According to Trump's latest financial disclosure forms, Deutsche Bank has made two loans to Trump and owes two mortgages on his golf courses uh, in Miami. But Trump's attorneys have said they believe that the Trump's business and financial arrangements are out of bounds for Mueller's investigation, and Trump has denied all along that he has financial connections with Russia. I don't make money from Russia, he said in July. I don't make, uh, I do, I don't have buildings in Russia. And they said I own buildings in Russia. I don't. They said I made money from Russia. I don't. It's not my thing. I don't. I don't do that. You know, he's got his name on buildings. They're they're paying him for his name on those things. Oh. He doesn't own them. He just licenses his name. Okay, Trump staged the uh, U.S. University pageant in Moscow in 2013. Longtime attorney Michael Cohen has acknowledged that he reached out to the Russian government to ask for help with the prospective Trump Tower project there, see? Oh, okay. <clears throat> but Cohen said those stocks never yielded anything. All right. The Trump family dealing with Deutsche Bank have been a focus of opponents for month, months, and Kushner's uh, company received a $285 million loan from the bank one month before the election day. Mm-hmm. The Democrats on the House Co- uh, Finance Committee uh, asked the bank in May for information about the reports that it may might have been a conduit for Russian money for the Trump family. Deutsche Bank has paid hundreds of millions of dollars in fines to regulators for its involvement in money laundering and other financial crimes, which the lawmakers cited in their request for details about what bank knows uh, about his dealing with the Trumps. See, so, I mean, they paid hundreds of millions of times already. Mm. So you imagine how many billions they're actually making off the money that they're, that they're you know, uh, oh, hundreds of millions is, 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 is nothing, you know, yeah. for what these guys are actually making by laundering that money. Deutsche Bank's pattern of involvement in money laundering schemes with primary, primarily Russian participation is its unconventional relationship with the president and its repeated violations of U.S. banking laws all raise serious questions about whether the, the bank's uh, reported reviews of the trading scheme and Trump's financial ties to Russia were completely thorough. Mm. Yeah. The letter was signed by... The letter was signed by the committee ranking member, Maxine Waters, mm. of California, and four other Democrats... A majority of Republicans did not participate in the request, and the bank did not provide the committee with any information. Mueller's law enforcement powers may mean he gets a different result. But opponents opponents in some reports have suggested that Trump's businesses are the terminus for billions of dollars in illicit money, funneled out of 
Russia, or the or the East through intermediaries, intermediaries, and into uh, properties connected with the Trump real estate empire. Mueller's mm-hmm. subpoena to Deutsche Bank may be aimed at exposing those claims. Exploring those claims. Yeah. And the president and his family members deny the charges strenuously. Trump's eldest son, Donald Jr., is expected to repeat those claims on Wednesday when he appears before We haven't heard doors. anything about well, that, uh, have we? That's today. He appeared before uh, the uh, Intelligence Committee in Washington. And Kushner also flatly denied Russian financial connections when he talked to members of Congress this fall. Hmm. I did not collude nor know of anyone else in the campaign who colluded in any foreign government, Kushner said. And I know improper and and had no improper contacts. I have not relied on Russian funds to finance my building and private sector, and I have tried to be fully transparent. And Mueller has already charged two people in the Russia matter with money laundering. Uh, former Trump campaign chair uh, Paul Manafort and his business associate Rick Gates and Mueller's prosecutors say they hid millions of dollars in payments from overseas. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they put such a high bail, because all their money was overseas, uh-huh. and for them to tap it, they would have had to expose the money. You know, what I mean? so you know they can't, they can't, uh, mm. yeah, they can't come up with enough American property to, to validate twenty million. <laughs> this was scary. Guess what's happening to Americans who criticize Trump on social media? That hasn't happened to me yet, but. Because they don't know who I am. Um, but uh, guessing, guess what's happening? The envious president loves nothing more than watching his dictatorial friends run their respective governments. And Trump is willing to tell bald-faced lies to his supporters, then turn around and make moves to further his totalitarian agenda. Over the past couple of year, weeks, Americans who have posted anti-Trump stories on social media have received intimidating robocalls. Brett Vanderbilt of Dallas, Texas, recounted a phone call he received from an unknown number. Hmm. Okay. He stated, I was kind, it was kind of threatening. I was dumbfounded at first and then creeped out. Then I was angry, and that's when I decided to share it. Vanderbilt said the male robot voice told him, we've been monitoring some of your posts. And it does seem that you've been making some rather negative comments about President Trump. The voice then asked, is that correct? The message continued, listen, we're going to have to ask you to lay off on the negative and derogatory posts about President Trump, okay? The message concluded by asking Brett if he wanted to make America great again and telling him he's been warned, adding that at the very end, We'll we'll be keeping an eye on you. Have a nice day. Yeah. Listen to the the clip. Yeah. Hmm. And Donald Trump phone call updated. Well, we've been monitoring some of your posts, and it does seem that you've been making some rather negative comments about President Trump. Is that correct? Listen, we're going to have to ask you to lay off on the negative and derogatory posts about President Trump. Okay. What's your problem anyways? Don't you want to make America great again? Okay. Well, you've been warned. We'll be keeping an eye on you. Have a nice day. Hmm. If I got a call like that, man, I'd be calling them back. That's it's a robocall. No, 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 you can't call little cocksuckers back. Just oh, call the police. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'll tell you. Is that bad? I thought that was bad. Pretty awful. Pretty sick. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, here's a terrible thing. Terrible, terrible thing. This is from VoteBets.org. Reminder, Donald Trump and the VA sec, uh, Secretary Shulkin only care about veterans when they can use them as props. And it says, VA cut programs, uh, VA cuts programs for homeless vets after touting Trump's commitment. Imagine that. Four days after Veteran Affairs Secretary Shulkin held a a big uh, Washington event to tout the Trump administration promised to house all homeless vets, 
The agency did an about face telling the advocates it was pulling resources from major housing program. <laughs> yeah. The VA said it was essentially ending a special $460 million program that has dramatically reduced homelessness among chronically sick and vulnerable veterans. Uh, instead, the uh, money would go to local VA hospitals that can use it as they like, as long as they show evidence of dealing with homelessness. Anger exploded on December 1st. Call, call that was arranged by Shulkin's Advisory Committee on Homeless Veterans to explain the move. Advocates for veterans, state officials, and even officials from HUD, which co-sponsors the program, attacked the decision according to five people who were all on the call. I don't understand why you were pulling the rug out. Elijah Herrig Blaine, a National League of Cities housing officials who was on the call, said in an interview afterwards, you're putting at risk the lives of men and women who've served this country. The VA is taking its foot off the pedal, said Leon Winston, an executive at Swords to Plowshares, which helps homeless vets in San Francisco, where he said the VA decision is already having a huge impact. HUD recently put up 100 housing vouchers for veterans in the program, but the local VA hospital said it could only provide support for 50. The agency came as HUD on Wednesday. Uh, the agency's move came as HUD on Wednesday released its annual survey showing 1.5% increase in veteran homelessness over 2016, the first rise since 2010. Most of the jump occurred in Los Angeles, where housing costs are skyrocketing. Senator uh, Patty Murray. A Democrat from Washington who sits on uh, Veterans Affairs Subcommittee called the VA decision a new low for Trump administration that was especially callous and perplexing in view of the latest data on homelessness. In a statement late Wednesday, Shulkin insisted that overall funding for veterans' homelessness was not being cut and seemed to suggest he might reverse the decision. Uh, he promised to get input from local VA leaders and others and how best to target our funding to the geographical areas that need it most. Well, HUD, HUD data shows that there were nearly 40,000 homeless veterans in 2016, and even those with housing still needed assistance. The program was reduced at the number of displaced service members serving 138,000 since 2010 and cut the number without housing uh, on a given day by almost half. More than half the veterans housed are chronically ill, mentally ill, or have substance abuse problems. Mm -hmm. Jesus. God. These are easily go lose their housing again and need VA case managers to med mediate their landlords, pay bills, and help them access the agency's service and jobs. Uh, who runs, uh, Matt Leslie runs the housing program for the Virginia Department of Veterans Services. He said the people in this program are the most vulnerable individuals. If someone, uh, if someone's going to die on the streets, they are the ones. And VA officials briefed uh, congressional staff on Tuesday about the decision, which was buried in a September circular without prior consultation with HUD or Veterans Group, according to advocates. An agency sub uh, spokesman, Curtis Cashor, uh, said the move uh, gives VA. Why don't you stop that, please? You know, and uh, stop. Oh, I didn't read that. Uh, which was buried in September, whatever. But anyway, the decision affects 265 million dollars immediately and would divert 195 million more on the VA 218 budget. And um, you know, cuts it right out. I don't know. is moving forward to distribute money for the program to medical centers. Blah, 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 Yeah, blah. it goes on and on. It's so just another it, mess. But it's just a horrible mess. The Trump's uh, idiot. Trump, these, oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I got this article here. That I want to read it. I, I think I'm sure I put it up. More veterans? No, But Nader, Nader calling. Oh, boy. Maybe I missed any of that. I posted it. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, while the Republicans were working on a tax cut, the Democrats were working on their preposterous Russiagate. 
Ralph Nader, the Democrats are unable to defend the U.S. from the most vicious Republican Party in history. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this is so true. Uh, and they vote with the Republicans. They're voting with them, and they voted against uh, they, the majority voted against impeachment of of, of, of Trump. Mm-hmm. Bastards! I mean, these uh, you know, people are just ridiculous. Ralph Nader, the Democrats are unable to defend the U.S. from most vicious Republican Party in history. The Democratic Party is at its lowest ebb in the memory of everyone now alive. It's lost the White House and both houses of Congress. On the state level, it's weaker than any time since 1920. And so far in 2017, Democrats have gone zero for four in special elections to replace Republican members of Congress who joined the Trump administration. How did it come to this? One person the Democratic Party is not going to ask, but perhaps should, is legendary consumer advocate and three-time presidential candidate Ralph Nader. Nader, who's now 83, has been based in Washington, D.C. for over 50 years and has had a front row seat to the Democrats' slow collapse after his bombshell expose of the U.S. car industry unsafe at any speed, he and his organization collaborated with congressional Democrats to pass a flurry of landmark laws protecting the environment, consumers, and whistleblowers. Journalist William Greider described him as one of America's three top models for small democratic activism, together with Saul Alinsky and Martin Luther King, Jr., Meanwhile, the 1971 Powell memo, memo, which laid the groundwork for the resurgence of the corporate right named after him as a key enemy of the system, calling him the single most effective antagonist of American business. But, of course, Ralph Nader has been persona non grata with the Democratic Party since the 2000 Green Party candidacy for president. George W. Bush officially beat Al Gore in Florida, by 537 votes, with the state's electoral votes putting Bush in the White House, even though he lost a national popular vote. In reality, a comprehensive, little-noticed study released soon after 9/11 found that Gore would have Gore would have won Florida if all the disputed ballots had been recounted. Democrats. Excoriated Nader, who received over 97,000 votes in Florida, for handing the election to Bush. Since it's impossible to rerun history, there's no way to know whether Gore would have won without a Nader candidacy. He certainly might have, but it's also possible that since the Nader threat noticeably pushed Gore to take more popular progressive positions, Gore would have performed even worse in a Naderless election. In any case, it's now undeniable that the Democratic Party has significant problems that can't be blamed on Ralph Nader in 2000. In a recent interview, Nader provided his deeply informed, decades-long perspective on how U.S. politics got to this point. John Schwartz said, uh, he asked, I'm interested in the history of the Democrats caving, uh, caving being more and more willing to do whatever the right wants for the last 40 years. Take the recent stories about Jared Kushner. Whatever the ultimate underlying reality there, I think it's fair to say that if a Democratic president had appointed their son-in-law to hold a position of tremendous power in the White House, if Hillary Clinton had appointed Chelsea husband Mark uh, Mazvinsky, the stories they'd come out on the Washington Post and New York Times about him trying to sell up, set up a back channel with Russia, he would have been out the door before the day was over. Well, Ralph Nader uh, said, do you want me to go through the history of the decline and decadence of the Democratic Party? I'm going to give you milestone, millstones around the, the Democratic Party neck that are millstones, or milestones, that are milestones, he said. The first big millstones one, that are milestones. The first big one was in 1979. Tony Calhoun, who was a congressman from California, and who ran the House Democratic campaign treasure chest, convinced the Democrats that they should bid for corporate money, corporate PACs, and that they could raise a lot of money. Why leave it up to the Republicans and simply rely on a dwindling labor union base for money when you had a huge honeypot in the corporate area? And they did. 
And I could see the difference almost immediately. First of all, they lost the elections to Reagan, and then they started getting weaker in Congress. At that time, 1980, some of our big allies were defeated in the so-called Reagan landslide against Carter. We lost Senator Gaylord Nelson, Senator Warren Magnuson, Senator Frank Church. We had more trouble getting congressional hearings, investigating corporate malfeasance by the Democratic Congressional Committee chairs. When the Democrats regained the White House in 1992, you could see the difference in appointments to regulatory agencies. The difficulty in getting them to upgrade health and safety regulations. The second millstone is that they didn't know how to deal with Reagan, and the Republicans took note. That means a soft tone, smiling. You can say terrible things and do terrible things as long as you have that type of presentation. Democrats still think Republican conservatives were dull, stupid, and humorless. They didn't adjust. RN, I don't know what that is. Increasingly, they uh, began to judge their, challenge, uh, judge their challenge to Republicans by how much money they raised. You talk to Marcy Kupter for Cleveland. She says, we go to the Democratic caucus in the House, and we go in talking money. They stay talking money, and we go out with our quotas for money. Uh, as a result, they took the economic issues off the table that used to win again and again in the 30s and 40s for the Democrats. The labor issues, the living wage issues, the health insurance issues, pension issues, and that, of course, was a huge bonanza for the Republican Party because the Republican Party could not contend on economic issues. They contended on racial issues, on bigotry issues, and that's how they began to take control of the solid Democratic South. After, this, uh, after the civil rights laws were passed. And raising money from Wall Street, from the drug companies, from health insurance companies, and the energy companies kept Democrats from their main contrasting advantage over the Republicans, which is, in FDR's parlance, the Democratic Party is the party of working families, Republicans are the parties of the rich. They flipped it completely and left the Democrats extremely vulnerable. As a result, it drew back geographically to the East Coast, West Coast, and so on. And they created another millstone. Uh, you don't uh, run a 50-state campaign, a presidential campaign. If you don't run a 50-state campaign, number one, you're strengthening the opposing party in those states. You've abandoned. So they can take those states for granted and concentrate on the states that they are in the gray area. And that was flub, that was flub number one. Flub number two, is what Ben Barnes, the political savvy guy in Texas, told me. He said, when you don't contest the political presidential race in Texas, it rots the whole party down, all the way to mayors and city councils. So it replicates this decadence and powerlessness for future years. When they abandoned the red states, they abandoned uh, five states in the Rocky Mountain area and started out with a handicap of nine or ten senators. So see, but they, 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 they deserted everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they they sold out their corporate influences, mm-hmm. and they sold out they sold out the middle classes and the working classes, and you know, so they got nothing. They got nothing. They got mixed, and they and and the problem is we all we got is fucking uh, sorry uh, Republicans. All we got is is the ruthless Republicans now. Uh, uh, Democrats are, are 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 nothing. They're they're, they're dead. They're a dead party, and uh, that's really damn sick. Really sick. Really, really sick. Yeah, raising money from Wall Street, from the drug companies, from health insurance companies, energy companies, kept Democrats from their main contrasting advantage over Republicans. You know, that's what they did. And and they couldn't adjust Medicare. They couldn't uh, put any clauses into for prescription drugs or anything. And that's created another milestone. When they been yeah, so. You may remember from your history the two senators from Montana were Democrats. Yeah, Senator Church from Idaho uh, was a Democrat. Frank Moss, uh, Senator Moss, great consumer champion, Democrat from Utah. Now there's almost nobody. The two senators from Wyoming are Republican. The two senators from Montana are Republican. And the two senators from Utah are Republican. I think the Democrats have one seat in Colorado. Then you get down to Arizona, and that's 
two Republicans. So they never had a veto-proof majority, even at their peak in the Senate. And of course, later, when they went at their peak, it cost them the Senate again and again. And now they're in a huge hole with the debacle of the Senate races in 216. They're facing three times as many Democrats up for election in 218. The uh, third millstone is they decided to campaign by TV, political consultants influencing them to getting into the 15 to 20% cut. Uh, when you campaign by TV, you campaign by slogan. You don't campaign by policy. So they, they just destroyed their party, and they're still destroying it. And there's a long, long article that you can go to to find out what really happened. It's, it's worth the read. And, uh, you know, That'd be so so disappointing for that guy. Oh, you know what? There's some good news. Oh, where is that? Uh, Ninety-one pages decision. Judge uh, Bosberg wrote. The court agrees that the court uh, did not adequately consider the impacts of an oil spill on the fishing rights. I think this is on the pipeline. Um, uh, uh, you know, the degree of which pipeline effects are likely to be highly controversial. In victory for Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. A court finds the approval of Dakota Access Pipeline violated the law. So they won. So they got to stop. They can stop this this pipeline. Yeah. Is that good news? I think that is good news. Yeah. Oh, I hope it stands. Well, that's well. A nun was arrested for helping five priests rape a deaf, deaf children. What's wrong with her? I don't know. Man noticed his abandoned hangar. But what inside caught him by surprise? Five American tribes filed a lawsuit to save bear ears, bears ears. Huh? American uh, prophecy of the collapse of America is dead on. Uh, Trail of tears, Cherokee legacy. Um, let me just see what the hell did these nuns. Good Lord. Roman Catholic nun stands accused of helping five priests sexually abuse deaf children. Kasaka Kumiko, 42, allegedly helped the priest cover up anal and vaginal rapes, fondling and oral sex at the institution for deaf students in Argentina. Jeez. Reviews allegedly took place in the bathrooms, dorms, gardens, and basements of the school uh, in a city about 620 miles north of Buenos Aires. Um, Authorities began investigating Kamiko when a former student claimed she made her or she made her wear a nappy to cover her bleeding after she was raped. At least 24 children have come forward to report abuse at the school. Jesus, yeah. She worked at the home. Uh, priest Nicola Corda pictured handcuffed to the wheelchair, and she has children. Said priest Nicola Corardi and Reverend Osho Corbacho repeatedly raped them by an image of the by an image of the Virgin Mary inside the school chapel. Nobody else could have heard the cries because the other children at the school were deaf. How convenient that was, huh? Children said priests uh Corardi and Gorbaco Gorbacho uh, repeatedly raped them by an, by an image of the Virgin Mary inside the small school chapel. Nobody else could have heard the cry. Oh, I just read that. Abuses by, abuse by priests is alleged to have uh, taken place where children went to confession as well as elsewhere in the grounds. They always said it was a game. Let's go play. Let's go play. And they would take us to a girl's bathroom, said one of the women who complained that she was abused in the school in Argentina. Five priests were previously arrested in late November by police who raided the school and found porn magazines and about $34,000 in cash in Corrada's room. That's a perverted test, huh? The weeks, this week's Kumiko, who is originally from Japan, but as Argentine citizens was arrested and charged over the allegations she helped at them. She also stands accused of physically abusing students in her care. 
authorities in Argentina say she had been on the, the run for about a month before turning herself in. Local media showed the nun was hand, in, in handcuffs, wearing her habit and bulletproof vest, as she was escorted by police to a court hearing. She was wearing a bulletproof vest. Kamiko denied any wrongdoing during the eight-hour hearing. Of course, she did. She was uh, first investigated. Uh, this, this is very uh, long. Uh, not that long, but it's long enough. Um, I said uh, she'd been earlier accused in Italy of abusing students at the uh, Provolo Institute in Verona, the Torio School for the Deaf, where hundreds of children are believed to have been sexually assaulted over the years by two dozen priests and religious brothers. Advocates for clerical uh, sex abuse have expressed anger that karate uh, <clears throat> wasn't sanctioned by the Vatican allegedly went on to abuse children in Pope Francis' native Argentina. And uh, a Vatican investigative commission uh, recently visited Mendoza to learn more about the case against the priests. Isn't that amazing? Pedophiles, uh, yeah. pedophiles everywhere. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, the GOP plan is the biggest tax increase in American history. Imagine. I can imagine. It's the biggest in American history, according to this. The tax bill moving its way through Congress is routinely referred to as the $1.5 trillion tax cut. And in some ways, that's true. On net, it would reduce the amount of taxes collected by the Treasury by $1.5 trillion over 10 years. But that figure masks the eye-popping scale and audacity of the GOP's uh, rushed uh, restructuring of the economy. Most immediately, the plan will have a large chunk of the state and local revenue that isn't factored into that total. But more broadly, the bill cuts taxes by a whopping uh, $6 trillion over a decade. And uh, uh, Major Majority Leader uh, McConnell said Friday afternoon, the Senate bill, uh, Republicans have the votes to pass the plan, which gets referred to as only 1.5 trillion cuts because it raises 4.5 trillion in taxes elsewhere. But the key question is, who gets a tax hike and who gets a tax cut? Put simply, the bulk of the tax cut is going to the rich, while the tax increases go to everyone else. And so the bill probably described as two things: the largest tax cut and also the biggest tax increase. American history. Overwhelming. So, according to this, about 80% of the benefits of the tax plan will go to the top 1%. will enjoy the following elements of tax cut. Full $1.5 trillion alone is going to slash the corporate tax rate. CEOs have said repeatedly they plan to pocket that in money rather than invest it in giving workers higher wages. <laughs> yeah. And the alternative minimum wage, the minimum tax paid almost exclusively by the rich, is also eliminated. That's a $700 billion giveaway. Jesus Christ. Alternative minimum tax is done away with $700 billion. And uh, $150 billion goes to repealing the state tax, which currently attempts to first $11 million increase the state uh, uh, it just goes on and on. Yeah. I, I don't even want to read this anymore because it's so sickening. It just kind of, you know, they're just they're just robbing Peter to pay Paul, and then they're they're getting robbed totally. You know, I I I gotta admit these people have gotta be the dumbest bastards I've ever seen. You know, I think they can possibly get away with it, but I don't know. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. <sighs> anyway, hmm. the silence brace 
is a Me Too movement. Hashtag Me Too. Named Time Magazine's 2017 Person of the Year. I have a gift. Well, this this one here I wanted to mention tonight. Uh, Trump, you know, uh, declared that he wanted Jerusalem as the as the uh, uh, capital of Israel. Well, Iran said they will not tolerate Trump's Jerusalem uh, violation, and they said they they will not, under any circumstances, tolerate that. And Iranian President Hassan Rouhani blasted his U.S. counterpart Donald Trump's plan to recognize Jerusalem as the capital, Israeli capital, on Wednesday, saying it would not be tolerated. Rouhani also spoke with Turkish President uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan by phone describing Trump's announcement as wrong, illegitimate, provocative, and very dangerous, according to an accounted post on the Iranian government's website. He also agreed to attend a special summit of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, the main pan-Islamic uh, body, okay, and he said Muslims must stand united against this major plot. And uh, Iran's Supreme Commander, our leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, also spoke at the event saying U.S. move, US move was the result of paralysis and incompetence. And the, the Islamic world will undoubtedly stand against this plot, and the Zionists will receive a big blow from this action, and dear Palestine will be liberated. Wow, Khomeini said. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Yes. No, they... Iran's demand is stating that from this, they're they're going to free Palestine. Hmm. Yeah. Undoubtedly standing against the plot, and Zionists will receive a big blow from the action, and dear Palestine will be liberated. Since the 1979 Islamic Revolution, Iran's opposition to Israel and support for the Palestinian cause has been central to its foreign policy. This issue... has again come from the fore in recent weeks amid rumors that regional rival Saudi Arabia has sought to build ties with Israel in order to better face down Iran's growing influence. But Iran was dedicated to building unity among Islamic countries, uh, Khomeini said, but unfortunately there are rulers and elites in this region that dance to the tune of the U.S. They do whatever the U.S. desires against Islam. Uh, as official Twitter account in English, uh, which exists despite the messaging service being banned in Iran, later added, we advise them the outcome of what some states in the region are doing will be, as Quran says, their own destruction. And the Iranian account of Rouhani's conversion with Erdogan quoted the Turkish president as saying, Trump's insolence is a, is a result of internal differences in the Islamic world. Now the Islamic world might, uh, must demonstrate its unity and oppose this move, he reported. So, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. It's true, it's true. Oh, God, it's terrible. Anyway, that's what's going on there, folks. All kinds of exciting news. Yeah. Oh, oh Trump administration proposed tipping rule raises fear of legal wage theft. So, what what's happening is Trump administration proposed that all tips be uh, be uh, pooled and given to the employer to be shared with other employees. Yeah, non-tip employees. What do you think of that? Well, not what, much. What a nice guy. Yeah, another rob, 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 rob people. Yeah. Uh, this means 29% of failing Republicans. Stop Trump tax cuts. 
Quinnipiac uh, poll stated only 29% of Americans approve a GOP tax plan. Yeah. I don't know where they are. They're all the Trump supporters. Trump's tax plan gives $520 billion to the wealthy foreigners at the expense of middle class, middle uh, American middle class. $520 billion go to the wealthy foreigners with these tax cuts and shit. Uh, For this one, are you ready for this one? Yep. Facebook announces it will use uh, artificial intelligence to scan your thoughts to enhance user safety. <laughs> yeah. A mere few years ago, the idea that artificial intelligence might be used to analyze and report uh, to law enforcement apparent human behavior on social media and other online platforms were merely the far-out premise of dystopian movies such as Minority Report. But now Facebook proudly brags that it will use uh, uh, artificial intelligence to save lives based on behavior and thought pattern recognitions. Uh, getting a little close that way. The, later, the latest puff piece in TechCrunch, profiling the apparently innocuous-sounding rollout of AI as it's a mere uh, modest software update, to... Um, detect suicidal posts uh, before they, they're reported, open with the glowing optimistic line. This is software to save lives. So you could possibly doubt uh, such a wonderful and benign in, initiative, which involves, uh, involves uh, AI evaluating people's mental health. It's all big news, good news, glad, but uh, get ready, folks. The Republican tax bill will end cancer treatment for Medicare patients. You ready for that, folks? These guys are some sick freaking people, though. Pastor McCain voted for it. Son of a bitch. In the middle of the night, Senate Republicans passed the most extreme transfer of wealth to billionaires and the super wealthy in decades. Every day, people will see a tax increase. Even the gift card your boss gave you as a bonus will be taxed. And cancer patients will suffer devastating health cuts, and the prison industrial complex will become further entrenched in our society via the continuation of scandalous loopholes. And federal funding for affordable housing will virtually disappear. Social Security and Medicare will be next. Yeah. But we can stop this. The House and Senate must both pass the same version of the GOP tax scam before it goes to Trump. We can block this in the House.
Imagine that. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. Drugs. Yeah, what? drugs. Uh, Moscow-linked Ukrainian billionaire accusing uh, accused of funneling money to Manafort. And the criminal indictment filed on, in late October alleging Paul Manafort engaged in a labyrinth money uh, laundering scheme involving the washing of at least $18 million at first glance appears unconnected to any criminal activity. But a narco news examination of public records relates to Manafort's past the financial dealings, however, reveals the money washing activity alleged in the recent indictment appears to intersect with the business dealings of Dimitro uh, Furtash, a Ukrainian billionaire and alleged mob-connected Kremlin asset. Furtash was uh, made a fortune reselling Russian natural gas in Ukraine, has been indicted on criminal bribery charges, and is fighting an attempt by U.S. authorities to extradite him for Austria to face more charges in federal court in Chicago. But a spokesman for the Manafort, uh, who is the former campaign manager for President Donald Trump, um, stresses that Manafort is not a party to the Department of Justice case uh, against Furtash, nor is he uh, named in the pleadings. And to include Paul Manafort's name in the connection with this matter in any way is false and misleading, Manafort's spokesperson said. But, but they got him dead nuts on, on uh, money laundering, folks. And that's the way it is. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. But what are you going to do? What can you do? How much are you going to really do? Lost another one. Lost two. Right? A woman has no right to over her body. It belongs to God. Said, uh, mega church pastor, women have no right over her own body. It belongs to God. This freaking moron from hell. But anyway, uh, we're almost done tonight, so I want to thank everybody who joined us. And uh, um, sorry it was more. Everybody for joining us. Uh, Lila, say good night. <laughs> say good night, yes. Good night, folks. Have a good evening. Yeah. And uh, wish everybody the best. And uh, uh, tune in next week. Uh, more fun. But uh, also, I wanted to tell everybody who's listening go to my new YouTube, uh, um, YouTube channel and please subscribe if you would. Uh, and uh, the it is uh, L.A. Steel Show. Uh, the L.A. Steel Show, uh, and uh, it's on uh, YouTube. And uh, a lot of, uh, I'm putting up a lot of our uh, television programs there, so we've got about 400 television, um, yeah, somewhere around three, 400 television shows to put up in documentaries. And I've been putting up a number of them this month uh, when I opened, since I've opened that, um, that's, uh, that, uh, that new uh, YouTube channel. And uh, I'm putting up more every day. So, uh, you know, more and more and more programming. Uh, one an hour, two hour, one and a half hour, three-part programs, concerts, uh, uh, festivals, uh, you know, uh, interviews, uh, you know, with, with so many different journalists and politicians and others. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, please uh, look, uh, go to L.A. Steel Show. Uh, or go to my website, lastillshow.org, and take a look there. And you can go to my television. It says, uh, there's, I got a new part of my menu that says LA Steel Television Shows. Go to that, and you'll see all of my YouTube channel there. Right? So uh, all of my different uh, uh, television posts will be there as well. So uh, I wish everybody a really good evening. And... Uh, Good night.